Hey, this is another IHC podcast, um, and today I have something in common with the person I'll be speaking with. We both never went to summer camp, and yet our lives are very much involved and connected to the summer camp uh, lifestyle. So uh, my guest today on the IHC podcast is uh, the one and only Jenny Rothstein. And uh, Jenny, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. So, Jenny, just how, you know, when we think about this, like our relationship really got closer this past season, you know, and it's been that sort of everyone talks about the silver linings of COVID. Um, having had an opportunity for you almost to experience summer camp, having never experienced summer camp um, at camp and seeing camp in the backgrounds and really helping us this season, um, you know, be a part of that. That was like, for me, such an amazing part to to build another relationship and, you know, that relationship with you and your family. So one, thank you for that opportunity, even though it had to happen, you know, during a COVID time. But, you know, other than that, it's, it's my understanding, like camp wasn't really, you know, a part of your life. Like, you know, so so who is Jenny? Where, where, where were you born? What's the background there? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thank you. Um, so I was born and raised in Plantation, Florida. And, um, you know, my summers were hanging out with my friends. You know, I'd ride my bike to their house. We would find something to do. But, you know, going to camp, whether it was a day camp or a sleepaway camp, wasn't always in the cards. Um, I had a great childhood, really fun summers because that's all I knew. Um, but that's pretty much what, you know, my summers were. Um, very meaningful, very fun, but also um, just different than I think what, you know, modern day, what's for kids and available. True. And I think that's where, you know, even in this intro, when I say we both had a similar upbringing and the fact that we didn't do summer camp, when you say riding your bicycle, um, not going to age us by any means, but definitely we were in that time before technology before all your right. friends were just an instant message away. Um, and we would ride our bicycles. I can very much clearly remember that it was that, hey, here's the neighborhood, here's the boundaries, you know, this is where you can go. Did you have that? You had some leeway from your parents to explore the neighborhood or did it come over time and progress over time? And, and that's where you got your sort of challenges and experiences, as you say? Yeah, I think it did progress over time. You know, it started with um, always checking in, right? So I would call my friends, see who was home. I would ride my bo bike over to their house and we would just kind of figure out what we were doing for the day. Um, both my parents worked, so I always had to check in and call and tell them what we were doing. Um, but it was, it was fun, you know, uh, you never really knew what the day was going to bring, but it always seemed to be fun. Like I didn't ever feel like I was missing out on anything. Um, whether it was just, you know, playing games, playing sports. And it was just a few of us, but it was the neighborhood kids. It was the neighborhood kids and a few of us. And I also hear, I love how you say, I had to call my friends. So just so people know, it's not speed dial. Maybe it got speed dial oh, into the 90s. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like <laughs> push button, put someone oh, on yeah. hold. Like, yeah. Right. Um, Maybe a cordless right. phone. It might have had a cord. Um, but yes, I had to call and, you know, hopefully they were awake and they answered and, you know, we got together and I waited oh, until they, they called me back. Right. And just thinking back to some of those years, you know, for you, 
uh, it sounds like that concept of getting together and just seeing what happens and having that opportunity. I would relate that to almost that our camp, that free play, you know, opportunity and that free play opportunity. Often we would describe it as the neighborhood, you know, the bunk line. And, you know, can you even think about your experiences sitting on our bunk line and watching the kids ride up and down? Did it bring back any of those memories of your experiences? Yeah, it was the best, you know, this, this past summer watching the kids go down the bunk line and they would knock on the, you know, the door of the cabin or, you know, wherever we were, if we were in the lodge, um, and they would ask like, can we go fishing? Can we go mountain biking today? You know, can we, uh, we went on a hike, you know, just things that we just never really knew what we were doing when we woke up in the morning, but the kids just, after they had one activity, maybe they decided they wanted to do another one or a kid had an idea. So that's just because one of the kids wanted to go on a bike ride, then all the other kids that probably didn't because they wanted to be together went. And that was really fun to watch. Yeah. There's something about that sort of the word peer pressure can have a negative connotation, but when done appropriately, um, right. safely and mitigated risk, peer pressure can actually be a motivational piece. And I, I do love that. It's it's a motivational pressure. And then once they right. get rolling, like you said, it's absolutely an opportunity for people to be doing something they normally wouldn't do and then finding that they love it, you know, right. for sure. Yeah. Because you um, want to be yeah. together. You, you do. You want to hang out. So you, you do. And I remember watching the kids. I mean, you, I, I talked a little bit about this with, you know, Adam and it was just any camper, whether it's a summer camp experience, a glamp experience, a retreat that we run at IHC, they really do get outside that comfort zone, you know, and you say that, what is comfort zone? Well, define that. That's, you know, they've never ridden a bike to that extreme or they've never skate, you know, boarded before. And, but they want to try and learn because the others are doing it and they see it. It's like, it's like little brother or little sister syndrome. I want to catch up right. to my, my big brother. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Amazing. So this decision, I, I can only imagine, because knowing you and Adam, <laughs> you know, um, you're, you're interacting, you're married, you have kids now, you know, he went to camp. He's like, man, camp's, camp's a place, camp's a place. You're like, well, I didn't go to camp. I, you right. know, I turned out, you turned out great. Like, you know, and, and again, camp could be, could not be. It's about the fit. It's about finding the right place and that sort of stuff. But you chose camp. Like why, how, what was that sort of conversation like, if you're comfortable sharing that? No, sure. You know, just, I think internally, very early on. So when Adam and I first started dating, you know, you're getting to know your uh, companion, you know, Adam would tell me about sleepaway camp. It was a huge part of his childhood for a long time. And every time he spoke about camp, sleepaway camp, his face just changed. It was so bright, so animated. The stories, it was just such a huge part of his childhood and such a happy time in his childhood that I always, even early on, remember thinking to myself, if we could swing it, that's something I really want to give the same opportunity to our kids. And it it didn't come from a place because I felt I missed out on something. It was just more of, I want that same emotion for my, my kids. And that really progressed as we got married and, you know, started having kids. And then our kids became um, camp age. I've even noticed through the years that the connections that he has with his camp friends is incredible. Like even now, like well into our, you know, 40s, his connections with his camp friends is how I get connected. And it's it's something that I think that um, if your kids can have and you could give that gift is 
is incredible. And that and that's really what I wanted for for our kids. I wanted them to have those memories. I wanted them to be animated and you know forever to have those connections and friendships. That's amazing. I love how you you say that. And for me, never having gone to camp, I can honestly say that I've even developed friendships and relationships that never would have occurred. And I think what I want to make sure that staff who are listening to this, parents who are listening to this, campers who are listening to this is neither of us are saying is that your home friends don't matter and they're not relationships. We're saying it's here's an opportunity to even grow that, to to globally become more aware of, of who's out there and the different people that are aware and the opportunities that you create. And I love how you said the privilege. It's It truly is a privilege. And you know, and, and I think that's almost like a good transition is even if you can't come to camp, can you create that camp experience? And I'm, I'm going to circle back to that in a second. Can you get to a week, you know, camp? Can you do a residential summer camp? Because right. there are so many different opportunities to give children that gift of camp. But let's go back to that. Like you said, it's different now, you know, um, summer camp creates this bubble you hear this bubble word even before covid there's this bubble this neighborhood this space um whereas now it, it's harder to find that you know can you tell me what you mean by that yeah i think you know why i think it's so different today than maybe when we were kids is that um you know i don't necessarily think that the mass the the, the majority of of parents just let their kids go out for the day and figure things out and then come home, you know, five or eight hours later, you know, the, the, the world has changed and technology has changed. You know, it's, it's no secret. And my kids included, if they're at home and they have a choice, they love to be playing video games or to be on their iPad or their phone. So I think camp is this space where there's no technology and you connect as a human to other to your friends and to other people and not even on your to your peer group but with other adults um, your counselors the the different program heads the different i love all these things that camp brings but like sing 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 for the first time at camp i remember um watching the videos or seeing pictures and I had asked Adam, like, why are these kids crying? Like, it was happy cries, but it was yeah. finding out, like, what team they're on and who friend, the friends that they're with. And it's just this this huge dynamic just connection that I felt was very important in today's day and age. You know, this is pre-COVID just because of this, you know, almost complex world that we live in because of technology. Now, technology is amazing and incredible. We're together today because of technology, which isn't, which I love, but it also comes with its challenges. And I think that's what, you know, even solidified why I wanted camp for, for our kids. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I cannot, you know, speak enough to that. And even the research now, you know, Jenny, I'm, I'm always listening to different podcasts, reading books and you know, there's brain research, there's a, a Dr. Huberman is always saying is just being outdoors and finding time to disconnect. And all of a sudden, your sort of natural being comes back where you have to socialize because that's how you connect with people. You go outside for a hike in the rain. Um, and laughingly, I say this, you know, every year, it's like, when you look at our lake and with your family, I'm, I'm so proud when we're like the dock to dock, you know, it's like an epic mm -hmm. thing. You look at our lake, you're like, yeah, we're going to swim over there and then come back. And some of the kids are like, yeah. Some are like, can I? And like, 
you know, but we know we can mitigate the risk, right? You, you have people that are going to be with you, but it still doesn't take that fear away. So we're teaching campers and kids to have courage and address things in a way that then become these memories, um, bumps exactly. and bruises and, you know, that sort of space. But it's all happening in a not, it's a very, as I say, analog way is you're in that moment with those people in front of them. So if they're homesick or they're happy or they're sad or you win rope burn or you lose rope burn, that's emotions that really happen. And then they deal with that in a moment. So that's sort of being said, your kids have been in camp for, you know, a few years clearly they're still coming back so you're seeing that investment what are some things that you've seen in your kids if you're comfortable sharing um on the growth side you know of that yeah independence for for i think for both rachel and jake um it's you know it's no secret i tend to be sometimes a helicopter not i mean i wouldn't know i would say helicopter mom but i tend to you know do a lot for them and i think camp has been incredible because they when i when they come home from camp they are so independent and they're so they've had the best summer of their lives but also they're so happy to be home and it's such a you know great just emotion and time to be together because i think everyone just really appreciates I miss them. Like it's been such a, sac a sacrifice that they've been away for seven weeks. So I get them back. I'm so excited and they're so excited and grateful for the summer that they've had, but then they're really happy to be home because they miss us, you know, they miss home. So it's just this incredible, it's almost hard to put into words, but it's, it's really euphoric when they come home, I think. Um, and it's really a happy place in that, We've never had that before, sleepaway camp. Yeah, and, and I think when you're saying that, this, the word independence is, as a parent, I imagine that you want your children to be able to be successful on their own. You want to raise your children to be great citizens, be able to go out in the world and, and, and socialize and interact and do well, right? What that looks like, whether they're creative arts or arts or business or whatever it might be, you want to know that, they know where to go for, you know, answers. That home is always there, but they have that that opportunity to fly. And, um, you know, that the phrase always comes up is like, "Distance makes the heart grow fonder." Right. And I'm always like, "Well, distance also creates stories, and mm -hmm. uh, it creates experiences." And they come home and they have something to talk about at the right. dinner table. And you know, where is when people get into a routine at home and, and from that fear of, as you said, the helicopter parent and being like just always in there, it's like, well, that's normal. And then it goes back into that sort of like, oh, we're just here. We're doing this. Walk the dog. Do you know, it's like, right. how do you create those differences? Right. Yeah. And so by going to the summer camp and they come back with this, I learned how to ride or I, I skated or I wiped out today and you get those letters home. Right. You know, cause I think that's also important is like your kids are gone for seven weeks, but they do, we force them to write letters even though they don't want right. to. <laughs> so there is some connection. Um, so what's well, that like? That's though? amazing. The letters. I mean, think about, you know, when, what other opportunity do you get a letter from your child to explain their feelings or what they're doing? And that's something that will forever be, you know, recorded that you could go back to. And you asked me early on, like, how did I, you know, why did I pick sleepaway camp? I even remember Adam's mom, when she went to sleepaway camp, would read me her letters that she would write home to her parents. 
And, you know, that's something that even today I was talking um, over the weekend with um, a parent on Jake's baseball team and about sleepaway camp and why we love it and all about camp IHC. And I said, and they write letters. You get letters at home. And she's like, that would be amazing. You think something so simple as a letter from your child, that's, that's yeah. It, it means something because really, it, it's time, right? Yeah. It's, it's time. It's thoughtful. Um, the, again, the psychology of having an opportunity to reflect, right? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it's do, do, do. It's go, go, go. And they're starting to realize like, wait, people need to like just take time to write something down, to reflect on their day. And the letter gives those campers an opportunity to reflect. You sending a letter to the camper, you know, just dropping right. a text message saying, hey, what's up? Or you get them on the phone and the reality is phone calls sometimes are hilarious because yeah. even like I'll talk to Maddie and he'll be like, yeah, the kids are like, how was your day? It's like dinner day. How was your day? Fine. Yeah. You know, right. it's like, you know, where's a you letter? You can't even get two actually, words. Yes. You can't get two <laughs> words out of them. But, but when you have that opportunity to write something down and reflect on it, it is is kind of, it might be old school, but there's something about receiving a letter. You're right. That, that does that for yeah. sure. Well, I'm glad that. And, it, and it is, it can last a lifetime. You put it in the folder you pull it back out. I still have notes, funny enough, from like Susie, where she wrote me a like thing. And it does mean something because it's always there, um, you know, when it comes down to that. So it's very, very cool. meaningful. Yeah. So as a parent to another parent, like you're talking about like Camp IT and why it's good for your family, but how do you know the camp's right for your family? You know, you, there's word of mouth, there's tours. So it's like, is there a vibe? Is it certain campers just would be better at a, you know, day camp? Is it week long? Is, I mean, when you're doing this decision-making, the, the parents like, I just don't know, is summer camp right for me? Because you never went to camp. You know, Adam did go to camps and that was that discussion. What advice would you tell them? What, what should they look for? What questions might they start? You don't have to give me all the questions, but how do they start looking for that right camp? I think a couple of things, right? And I just reflect back to how I picked or we picked Camp IHC, and that was, I started asking my, our kids' parents, like our kids' friends' parents, what camp either their kids go to or are they thinking about going to? And I would always ask, you know, why? And it was interesting. It was a variety of reasons. Um, I'm looking for a co-ed camp. I'm looking for, you know, maybe an all-boys or an all-girls camp. So I think it's just the process of elimination and knowing your kid, too. For us, you know, a Northeast camp was an essential. That was super important. Um, and then I think what it boiled down to, I can speak to at least for me and Adam and, you know, why we picked Camp IHC, which wasn't Adam's sleepaway camp, which Adam right. still loves and is very fond of. Um, but, you know, why we both really wanted Camp IHC is, it, it was it was beyond just the facilities and their friends because actually you know Rachel who this would be her sixth year um, yeah. only had one friend going because we live in Florida so you know there wasn't this huge amount of people going um, out into the north you know up to the northeast I think it boiled down to two things the feeling I got every time I spoke to somebody at camp I usually it was just this feeling of you know the kids, you care about the kids, that they would be safe, and you want them to leave the summer better than where they started. And that, to me, was everything. And then the philosophy of the camp. You know, us personally, we, we like the idea of, um, for our oldest, who's a, you know, we have two kids, Rachel and Jake, 
uh, Rachel's our oldest, so we have the boy and the girl. But for Rachel, you know, in the beginning was, I, we love the fact that it was a no makeup camp, no technology, full piece bathing suits, um, no packages, like really just getting down to the fundamentals of just being a kid and having connections and trying new things. And then, you know, I remember one of my first experiences at camp, we went to family camp and um, Rachel was like really uncomfortable like she was afraid to go down the slide it's very intimidating I mean I it's definitely (laughs) yeah and when I went I mean I was definitely like nervous and shaking inside but I couldn't let anyone see that because I wanted to show her that she can do it but it, it is extremely intimidating so fun though and you're so proud of yourself after you do it but I remember um the I forget who it was but the staff member at Camp IHC just was so patient with her and talked her through it and really was not going to let her walk down those stairs. Now, I know they would have if it boiled down to it, but they wanted her to go down that slide because they knew if they got her down that slide, she would be so proud of herself. And they did. And that was just, you know, that was everything to us. And that I knew that would just be everything, like anything that they did, whether it was mountain biking, woodworking, you know, ropes, court, whatever it is, that would translate and that experience would translate into other experiences at camp. Yeah. And I'm glad you see that. I mean, because again, every camp has different philosophies and mission statements and, and you can read into that, but to actually have conversations with the people and meet the staff and see how it actually flows across. Because we are, we we put the kids in a, in a position where we're never forced. We always encourage and we we can read that body language and we talk to our staff about when it's you know when is the when is the push come to you know that never comes to shove it's never like we're chucking a kid in it's got to be their choice and make sure that it is their choice and not just uh you know a pressured situation to go into that because that's where the growth comes by them taking that courage whether you're right you're right. mountain biking for the first time or going on the or my favorite hands down lately has been the rock jump you know in the pool um to watch people including parents go up there um on clamps and 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 just you know the crowd gets all amped up which can be really intimidating but the person up there who's spotting never gets intimidated by the crowd they'll say the crowd is telling you it's cheering you but it's your jump you want to walk down we can walk you down we can jump explains it and that's what's really important is never getting caught up in that hype but the right. hype's there for you. If you want encouragement, you're going to get it at Camp IHC. You need quiet. We can ask you, you know. So, like, right. that opportunity, we find ways to create that. So, I'm glad you saw that. And uh, I'm glad you've gone down the water slide and <laughs> had a chance to experience this. Because that's what the kids are getting. And exactly. that's what our staff are getting is this opportunity that if you never went to summer camp and you don't have the neighborhood like it was in the 80s and the 90s where they're you had to go find your friends. You had to you had to be very creative with what you were doing because technology was just so. You did just sit at home and play on the you know Minecraft or you know Halo this or whatever. Um, it really was about team sports and after school sports and then what else you could do when school was out, right? How do we how do we continue the education? How do we keep that brain going? Right. And I think that's a huge selling point for any parent that has the opportunity to say, put your kid in a camp get them away from you so that the experiential education continues because the learning loss um, won't happen if they're continually being pushed and challenged in, in a variety of activities. So for me, I feel like that's how 
me coming into the camp experience, never being a summer camp going, why would you send your kid away for seven weeks? <laughs> right? Like, why would you do oh. that to, oh, that's why, holy cow, the opportunities um, right. that they have. Is that kind of, you know, does that no, kind of almost sum it up, you know, in, in some way? No, no question. It's, look, it is a complete sacrifice. Like, I, I'm devastated. I only have the kids for 18 years in the house, you know, and then to send them away for seven weeks every year away from me is like, it's, I try not to think about it too much. It's really devastating inside, but it's what they gain from that summer camp experience is such a gift that we're giving our kids that, you know, it's worth missing them. It's worth the sacrifice. Like I, I can't imagine, especially today, because life is hard. You know, you think about not only the technology piece, but we went through a really difficult year with COVID. Um, and I think we really do underestimate how that's mentally affected the kids. Even, you know, on the outside, they look like they're fine. And, you know, I really saw this um, actually with both kids, with Jake and Rachel. So they were doing school virtually and um, they had the option to go back in person or to continue virtually. At first we continued virtually, but um, you know, one of the kids was falling behind a little bit academically. And so we felt like going back in person would help them. And so it wasn't because we thought that they should go back because it was safer. It was because we felt that risk reward, it was essential for them to excel or get back on track academically. We had to put them back. When they went back in person, I I compare it to like a flower. The flower wasn't wilted, but when they went back to school, it was like I, we gave them just a little bit more water and, a, and the sun came out because when they walked in the door that first day, they were so bright. And I didn't realize, and Adam didn't realize either, like we didn't know that inside the kids really just need some social interaction. Even with a mask. Yeah, they're yeah. humans. We're humans. You want to be see something new and experience new things and have that, you know, as much as it's, you know, you're, you're developing these social norms and figuring it out, but not every day at school is perfect. But that's important to have that. And some days are great and math tests are hard, but right. to have, see other people in your class maybe struggling on problems or raising their hand because on a screen you can get distracted very easily, but in a oh, classroom... Yeah you're just live, right? And then you come home, you know? So it, it truly does speak. And, and your words, Jenny, and even just in that last sort of, you know, sentence and, and, and phrasing, have you, have you did it, just sets such a beautiful tone for, it is so me. You see the look on their faces. It's like a flower, you know, they're still healthy to some, but they can be healthier. So if right. you have that opportunity to make your kids healthier, then take that leap, find it, whether it's, you know, a day, whether it's a week, whether it's like get them into something where that experiential education continues. And, um, you know, I'm just so happy that we've got your kids at our camp and we've gotten to, you know, work with you and, and get to know you. And and also a lot of the families that we've gotten to know, you know, over the years and and, and have the responsibility to, to help their kids, maybe help just share the growth of, of their kids of interacting and and our staff i know get excited and we're our staff are excited for 2021 i'm sure oh, the kids are excited yeah. for 2021 we're all ramped up um so jenny any any final sort of 
you know, words of wisdom, you know, when, when the parents are nervous, when you sure. know, things are, you know, it's, it's coming up, June 26th will be here in no time. Well, uh, going back to the question you asked about, like, what should you look for in a camp and how did you approach the, you know, the, the topic of camp? You know, I also think back to, um, with the kids, just open the, open the dialogue, like start exploring camps, talk to them about it. Um, I, that was a shocking experience for me because when we did start exploring camp and we decided on camp, um, IHC. And I remember that night, you know, after, um, Lauren and Joel came and they did a home visit and they showed her all these amazing videos. They talked about camp, you know, we got the warm and fuzzies and, um, that night I was putting Rachel to bed and I remember she said, I was like, okay, so what did you think? She goes, oh, I want to go. I'm going next summer. I'm going this summer. And we went into this with the intentions it would be the following summer. And I put her to bed and I remember I went downstairs. Remember, this is my husband who loves camp and, yeah. you know, camp is everything to him. I said, oh, Rachel is ready. She, she's going to camp this summer. He goes, well, wait a minute. I'm not ready. And, yeah. you know, that's the thing is that, um, when you open the door and you start exploring that, I think the kids will also tell you, you know, what they want yeah. and you'll kind of figure it out along the way, like along that journey. Um, what's important, what gives you the warm and fuzzies and what we think is, is when the kids are ready, isn't necessarily maybe when they really are ready. So I think just going through that exploratory type of exercise and, and asking your friends and family and you'll just learn what's important to you as a parent and what's right for your child. Amazing. Jenny, thank you so much for having this conversation. For two people that never went to summer camp, we turned out okay. But knowing that there's even more possibilities and more adventures, you know, so having that opportunity, if you have the just the willpower to let those kids go, let them go. Um, but do it, as you said, with some research, with some conversations so that you feel comfortable in that decision. So thank you so much for joining me, Jenny, today. Oh, thank you.